If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I hope that all of you folks had a lovely, lovely weekend. This all came together rather fast, rather quickly. And tomorrow night, tomorrow night, Republican gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin will actually debate Governor Hochul. It happened, it materialized just hours ago when Zeldin, who has had a great debate strategy, he would not cave in to Hochul. He did not concede the high ground to her because she is the incumbent, and he stood his ground. And for whatever reason, uh, he has decided now to do the debate. It will air on Spectrum News, which is locally uh, New York 1 at 7 p.m. The sole debate. Who knows what could happen in the, in the days that we have left. But the sole debate and the governor's race and the stakes could not be higher. I'll focus more on the debate in just a moment. Also this morning... Have you seen the video? Have you seen the video? Please go to any of my social media pages. Twitter, Dominic TV. Instagram, Dominic Carter TV. And you can go to any of them and take a look at the video. It is disgusting. It is horrible. It is yet another crime incident on the subway. This one, rather dramatic, where someone could have died. And so the suspect, if you look at the video, the man that does the pushing appears to be African-American. The suspect appears to, excuse me, the victim, the victim appears to be white and what we could see. And the suspect, it's horrible, folks. He's on one side of the platform, right? And he puts down his gym bag. And he almost like a track runner or a linebacker in a football game gets a running start. And he darts across the platform 
from the far right of the platform to the far left. And the victim, I don't know if he had on headphones or airpads, or, but it seems like the victim was not paying attention. The victim was minding his business, looking straight ahead. And this man just hit him with a shoulder to the degree that the victim had no choice but to topple over and fall onto the subway tracks. It is a miracle that this man did not hit the third rails. It is a miracle that a train was not coming into the platform. And it looks like he toppled over. He hit him so hard, head first. And the man that was pushed onto the subway tracks, and I'll tell you the station in just a second, his mother is speaking out, and she says that it has left her son traumatized to the point of being suicidal. And she's also blasting Mayor Adams' latest plan to try to curb soaring transit crime. The mayor and Governor Hoku made the announcement on that 24 hours later after this incident. Now, Mayor Adams, and in a moment, we're going to be taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Mayor Adams, first on the crime front, the mayor seemed to indicate that the issue was... Not what you really see in your mind. It's perception. It is your perception. It is my perception. It's the media. It's the media. It's everybody's fault except for the reality of what is actually happening. Now, the mayor, and I want you folks to listen to this, the mayor is blaming the mentally ill. When you do an analysis of the subway crimes we are seeing, you're seeing that it's being driven by people with mental health issues. I mean, if you got a ninja outfit on and you're running around with a sword, you know, swinging at people, I mean, something is wrong. People, Michelle Gold's uh, 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 murder, uh, you're seeing this mental health issue that we are facing. There's a small number of people with mental health issues that we need to make sure they have community, uh, health care, and the support that, that, they, that, they, that they need. And so what does uh, Mayor Adams and Governor Hochul announce? Uh, and we're going to focus on this in, in a little bit. To me, to me, it, it is remarkable. They're going to increase police overtime to have more of a police presence. I'll break it down. But they're also, they are creating new 25-bed inpatient units at two psychiatric centers to get or help get seriously mentally ill people who are homeless out of the subway system and to shelter. Two two units, 25 beds each. And are you telling me that that's the best you've got with the crisis the city of New York is facing with the mentally ill? Two 
25 bed units. And, and, and that's it. And so, and all of this was caught on video, by the way. The shocking uh, video footage of the man that was literally pushed over the track. And we're fortunate that no train was coming because if a train was coming, he would not have survived. Also this morning, former Governor Andrew Cuomo appeared on the uh, Cats Roundtable. It was rebroadcast this morning. Uh, Mr. Cuomo appeared uh, Friday. We're going to let you hear some of that in which he's talking about crime. And again, how do we get over Saturday this weekend, Governor Hochul and Mayor Adams came together to say that they are going to flood the crime-ravaged subway system with more cops and ramp up the installation of additional surveillance cameras. The cameras are great, but with these uh, mentally ill people out here, do you think the cameras are really going to make a difference? And so... What the governor and Mayor Adams have announced is that they are going to add 1,200 extra overtime shifts daily. Now, that sounds great. But when you consider police officers are retiring in record numbers and that they're already doing uh, massive overtime, How is that going to actually work? And so it's all, it's all very, very interesting. And in a moment, we're going to let you hear Andrew Cuomo, excuse me, Andrew Cuomo, who appeared with uh, John Katsimatidis. But first, let's start with the telephone calls. Let's begin with Frank in Maine. Good morning, Frank, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Dominic, always a pleasure to speak to you uh, any chance I get. You know, Dominic, Madam Governor Hochul and Mayor Adams are are behind the eight ball with this. As a matter of fact, um, too little, too late in my eyes. Um, It seemed like all of a sudden now she's so worried, she being Madam Madam Governor and Mayor Adams are so worried about the subways. All of a a sudden that popped up out of nowhere. and I think that this is all a tactic, this is all a ploy, this is all a, a ruse to say, oh, now she cares about us, now she cares about the subway, and she cares about crime. No, 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 no. Madam Governor cares about votes, because now she is losing, and she wants votes, and that's it. And once she gets, if she gets reelected again, well, if she gets elected, excuse me, guess what? Uh, crime will be in the bottom battle. Crime will be the last thing on her mind. If she really cared about crime, Dominic, really quick, she would get rid of bail reform. Dominic, and get rid of get rid of that DA. Dominic, have a good night. Well, thank you, Frank. Uh, well said. You made a uh, a number of good points. And again, in a moment, we're going to uh, let you hear what former Governor Andrew Cuomo had to say to the owner-operator of WABC, John Katsimatidis. But first, let's go to our friend Audrey uh, in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Um, I have a little issue here. I sent you two emails. Um, 
it's been quite troubling right now. My family lost a cousin of mine, 17 years old, that was murdered in Richmond, Virginia. But I want you to see the two emails because this crime situation is all over this country, everywhere. It's like that law and order nonsense that people are running on. It's escalated into um, madness. Okay, I just make it brief. It happened Wednesday and Thursday. I wanted to call in and just let you know about it. But 17 years old, and his dad. Took him out of Brooklyn to Richmond, okay? He's a senior, and all of a sudden they found him in the garbage can, shot multiple times, and now the marshals are looking for whoever that did it. But this has been happening in Richmond in that area for the past month. So it's everywhere. And what's happening now is, is, is bothering me because this this is this nonsense in, everywhere. It's nonsense. And when you get a chance, please look at the emails because um, right now I want to say um, – I never thought or felt this way because I know now crime is no joke and it affects it's affecting me to the point where I, I'm just totally emotionally destroyed. So thank you for so taking wait, my wait, 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 Audrey, Audrey, wait, 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 hold on a second, please. So um, I'm disturbed on a number of levels uh, listening to you because I've never heard this type of anxiety in your voice. Normally. You are smiling and laughing and giggling with me, and you're asking me how was my weekend, and we're normally having a lot of fun. And I I, I hear a difference in your voice. So I'm looking at your email right now, and and one is just a link to an article from a WHSV, I believe that's a TV station in Virginia. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Okay. And so yeah. it says Richmond, 17-year-old, identified in Fairfield court murder. So, Audrey, I, I, I know you don't really want to revisit this, but what happened as far as well, you know? I, I have to revisit it because it's real. And they're having a visual tomorrow for him. But it's all the young people being shot for what, what? And then his, just for him to be there, his father thought Brooklyn, you know, New York was too rough for him. And to go there and, and, and actually find his, did they found him in a trash can during the day and has been shooting in that area all day. And they knew it. It's something that I think whatever, it's, I just feel something that, but this has to do with people, these elected officials running on um, the law and order nonsense. I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but this is... Oh. So wait, so wait, so so you feel that that and and I obviously you feel how you feel, Audrey. That people you've repeated it running as law and order that that's yeah. somehow why this happened. Because they said they knew they were shooting in this area all month. Why didn't know anyone do anything about it? This is what I'm saying. And the governor comes out and said, "Well, maybe if we take the emails from the gang members, he wasn't in the gang, it'll stop the shooting." Come on. That's but, why I said that. But, okay, I, you know, but wait, more... Audrey, and I don't mean to upset you, but wouldn't that be the just... fault of of progressive politicians? No, about the progressive. It's everybody. It's not a okay. Republican. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I just I just want this to get right. And, hey, and, and Audrey, I'm... I'm I'm so sorry that this happened because you're you're a great person, and I'm I'm really sorry that you, that you have to go through this. I really am. My call, okay? I'm I'm sorry. Are you okay? <laughs> yes, thank you. Okay, Audrey, hang in there, please. No, no, Audrey, that that uh, that you are you're part of our family, and and I I I I care about you. I care about Jennifer from Boston. I can go through a list of you that you're all good-hearted Americans, and we we come from from a different perspective on on issues. 
But at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. I'm so sorry in terms of to live a fruitful life as Americans and and not be victims of crime. I'm so sorry that this happened. You said your nephew? No, my cousin. Your cousin. Okay. Yeah. Well, please, please try and calm down, Audrey. I know it's not easy, and it's not going to be easy for a while. Oh, but no, please, no. please try to calm down, and please keep me updated. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Of course. Do Do you know when the uh, funeral is going to be yet? No, he's still with the um, medical examiner. And they got mm-hmm. the marshals looking for whoever, so they know who's doing. I just... Mm. Yeah, not right, not not that. I'll let you know. Okay, all right, Audrey. Uh, our hearts are our hearts are with you. Thank you very much uh, for the call this morning, Dominic Carter. Folks here with you on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. And Audrey mentioned my email. You can reach me via email uh, here at WABC. I'm looking at the emails that she sent now, um, and you could reach me at Dominic dot carter at wabc radio dot com so i i see your calls folks i'm going to go to them in just uh, one second but let's talk the debate for a second on this debate stage tomorrow in manhattan the debate between lee zeldin and governor kathy hochul Zelda, and remember, folks, I have done many of these debates like this, in particular, uh, general election debates for mayor and for governor. And I am telling you that looking at this as an outsider, that Zeldin is coming in with all the momentum. If Hochul stumbles or makes a mistake, her campaign will, if not be over, it will be in serious trouble. Because if she stumbles in this debate, it's going to look like she's not ready for prime time. And that's what that's what everyone is alluding to beneath the surface anyway. And so the reason why I say Zeldin is coming in with all the momentum is because I can tell you, you you already know what's going to happen. He's going to hammer Hochul time and time and time again over crime, crime, crime. And it will resonate. It will resonate. She's going to talk about the fact that herself and Mayor Adams are adding the police officers that they announced on Saturday, at least the overtime hours, And Lee Zeldin's going to say, well, what good did that do to man that was pushed over? And we don't know if it was a racial incident. We don't know what good did it do to man 24 hours prior that was pushed over, uh, literally minding his business, walking along the platform. and, And this psycho got a running start and pushed him onto the tracks. And it happened it was with so much strength and so much force that the man toppled over, and it, I hope he didn't land on his head. And what if his body, what if his leg had just fell across the track? He could have hit, uh, forget the guard, he could have hit that third rail. And then that would have been it. So if Governor Hoku gets on that stage 24 hours from now, 
As a matter of fact, um, won't give it Tuesday at 7 p.m. Her campaign ads have hit on abortion, abortion, abortion. That's not going to work right now. And the reason why it's not going to work is because it's an issue that's important, but right now nobody feels safe. And it's all happening, Governor, on your watch. And I assure you, my colleagues that are planning to do this debate, they will have emergency meetings all day tomorrow where they're going to sit all day long. I've actually been in the meetings as the moderator at this news organization and come up with got you questions. And if Governor Hochul falls for one of those got you questions, her campaign, she is going to be in deep, deep trouble. Now, now keep in mind, it's still New York. It's still overwhelmingly Democratic. So she, she comes in with that advantage, but she has lost she has lost all momentum as of right now. Let's go to Maxine in Manhattan. Good morning, Maxine. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Diamond, and thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to say I was just on my way home, and it was a homeless guy, and he was asking everyone for money. He had no shirt on, no shoes on. Um his pants was falling down, so you could see almost everything. And um, I was a, I got off the train, and he got off the train with me and followed me. So I stopped because I didn't know what to do. And he spit at me almost in my face. It almost – it was so close, and I didn't know what to do. And it, I was looking around for an officer to tell them, you know, what he had just did. But there were no officers anywhere in the train station, not one. And what, what I Maxine, I, 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 hear, I hear it in your voice as well. What, what train station was this? Do you remember? It was, it was a Chamber Street train station. Oh, and you were, you were on your way home and... From work, yes. And he and, and I saw him looking at me, but I just quickly got off the train. But I didn't know that he got off the train behind me. So I kind of didn't really want to wait on the platform to, to let him pass me. But as he was passing me, he turned around and he spit. And he it almost, it was like a, a, not even inches from from my face that he spit on me. And I just wanted to say a lot of these mentally, so-called mentally ill people or EDPs, they they know exactly what they're doing because if they was mentally ill... I, I agree with you. I agree with you. They wouldn't run because after he, after he spit near me and near, on, on me, almost on me, he ran. So if he was mentally ill, he would have stayed there and probably did something else. But it just really shook me to my core of my bones that, you know, there were no offices anywhere at that train station, not one. 
And so, Maxine, and how did you how did you get away from the situation? He ran. He ran up the stairs after he spit um, near me, and he ran to the other side of of, of the, the the the. He ran up the steps to the other, to the uptown side of the train. Did you? And um, that time, did you have mace or anything? Yes, I had mace with me, and. Um, I didn't, it was in my pocket and I didn't have it ready, um, which I should have. And, and I will from now on because anything could have really happened to me. And when I looked around, it was really no, it was no one around to, to, but, to help me or but, bystander but, or nobody. I, I'm sorry that, that you went through this, Maxine. And, and that's part of the thing that's really irking me that people like yourselves, and I could tell something was terribly wrong the way you said good morning from the first word out of, out of your mouth, that the reality, the mayor's talking about, oh, perception. And the reality is that even if you have mace, you better have it ready to go in your pocket, and you better pray that you don't miss, and you better pray that you hit the individual directly you're supposed because you don't want to make the person get any angrier to do something even worse. It's just not supposed to be this way. And so, Maxine, before, before I let you go, are you going to be doing anything any differently uh, as it relates to your travels? Um, I'm really afraid to ride the trains now. Um, I guess, uh, I mean, I, if I take the bus, um, a couple of weeks I called in um, about the stabbing on the um, 19 bus. Um, so it's, it's like... It, I can't ride the bus. I can't ride the train. So I'm just going to have to, I guess, um, take taxis because that's the only way I feel safe right now. Like, I do not feel safe in the train stations anymore at all or on the bus. I'm I'm really sorry uh, to hear that. It's just it's just not supposed to be this way. Maxine, I, I thank you for the for the call and and I, I, I wish you safe travels and I, I hope that everything works out for you. And uh please be careful and, and please stay in touch. I hopefully the next time I talk to you it, on the air here, it will be for a much better uh situation. Please try do you have tomorrow off or you have to go to work tomorrow? I actually have to go to work tomorrow, and um, I'm just going to either uh, have someone pick me up or, or just take a cab because I, 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 I'm just still very shaken up um, as to what could have happened. Maxine, thank you for your call, and um, let's just hope together, collectively, that things will get better. Let's Let's just hope. Thank you, Maxine. And I, I, I'm sorry it happened again, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you for the telephone call. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, former police commissioner Ray Kelly appeared on the Cats Roundtable, and he discussed the issue with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, of crime, declaring this is not brain surgery. Also, 
former Governor Andrew Cuomo appeared with Mr. Katsimatidis. You're going to hear what he has to say on crime. And when we come back, we're going to Brooklyn, the Bronx, Boston, and New Jersey. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Good morning on this uh, Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. I mentioned what happened at the uh, train station on uh, Friday, in which in the video, it's on all my social media platforms. Uh, you see this African-American man set down his gym bag and he starts like almost like a uh, track runner where he puts one step behind him and times his run across maybe a three feet platform. I'm guessing on, on the actual size. And you see a, what appears to be a white man who's walking up the platform and he's not paying attention. It looks like he either has an air pads or a head a set of headphones. And he was the victim of bad timing. Because the suspect hit him dead on and pushed him. And with a shoulder. And the man toppled over onto the tracks. And it looks like he was going head first. That's how hard he was hit. Well, now, and the victim, his name is a 32-year-old. He's a Upper East Side waiter. His name is David Martin. His mother's name is Audrey Martin, and he suffered a broken collarbone. And if you look at the video, it's clear that something was going to be uh, broken. Clear. We're lucky the man did not uh, fall onto the the third rail and uh, be electrocuted. So he suffered a broken collarbone, painful bruises, and this was on the L train platform. And the mother says Mayor Adams is completely not in touch with what's going on. She says more cops, he's wrong. The mother says that more cops is wrong. She says this is a mental health issue. We are not addressing the issue. The mother says more overtime is not the answer. She says, and this is the second time that a mother is using this language. Come on, Mayor Adams. This is the second time that a mother is using this language. First it was with the medic. Now it's with this young man. And the mother says, Mayor Adams was a cop. He should know better. I'm quoting the mother. It's all grandstanding. We have a city under crisis. We have a mental health crisis. The young man was on his way to work when he was attacked, and he's so distraught now. And if you look at the video, it's it's easy to understand why he's so upset. He won't even leave the apartment. The mother says he's completely traumatized, that he wants to kill himself that she had to take a knife away from him because that's what he wanted to do. 
and complete pain. And for what? Why? And I, I do have to be honest, there's a racial component to all of the, it's, 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 unfortunately, not all, please keep this in mind, not all, some, I bears repeating, not all, some individuals that are down on their luck, that happen to be African American, and it seems, it seems like they are targeting some white people. And if you look at this video, folks, that's exactly what it looks like. This man was in La La Land, meaning the victim, minding his business. But, folks, when you ride the subway, you've got to look all the way. So so it, it, I, I've been on the subway, I think, maybe twice in the last, um, the last two weeks. And each time I stand up against... Uh, like a wall. It was a a, a wall, a, a um, elevator wall for the elevators for the uh, physically challenged. And I'll position myself up against that wall. So if you push me, you've got to push me sideways. You can't get behind me. And 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 you've just got to be very 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 careful, folks. We see all the telephone calls from Long Beach to Brooklyn, the Bronx, Florida. Boston, Brooklyn. Let's go to our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Um, I was so, so, so saddened by Maxine's call and Audrey's call. Uh, First of all, um, my sympathies uh, for Audrey and her family. Um, I certainly hope they at least get some earthly justice and find this perpetrator that has has done this awful crime to her family. And um, I'm so sorry for the loss they suffered. And for Maxine, I mean, the fact that there's a stabbing on at the bus she's on, and now this tonight with this three-quarter naked homeless guy spitting on her, which is an arrestable offense, by the way, for those that don't know. Um, the fact that, for her, I mean, the pain, the stress, the, the fright in her voice was palpable. And um, as as with Audrey's, and this is, there's nothing right about what's happening here. And um, for Maxine just to try to go to and from work, and this is what she has to deal with. Uh, it's like literally the inmates are running the asylum. And I said to you last, I believe it was Thursday night when I talked to you, that if Eric Adams is in fact a competent leader, he is therefore a careless leader. You can't be both. Because he literally has to care less to get up there and make that ridiculous statement about the perception of crime. Did Maxine uh, just perceive that this guy attacked her tonight? Did she perceive the stabbing on the bus, or did it really happen? It's, it, it, it defies I mean, any sort of logic, and, and I just feel so badly for the people that are trying to go about their lives. And by the way, for that young man that was pushed into the tracks, I, I actually lost um, a friend years ago who tried to save somebody that fell into the tracks. And, and my friend was in his early 20s, and he was killed trying to save somebody. Um, it's a horrible thing. And I will say there's a form of therapy that a lot of people don't know about. It's for PTSD. It was developed for veterans, Dominic. They use it in the um, VA. But it's really, really good for specific um, uh, traumas. So it's called EMDR therapy, EMDR. So 
if anyone suffered a trauma like that, it can be extremely helpful and it's easy to undergo. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I just feel heartsick for these people. They're, that man was trying to go to work. That seed's trying to go into and from work. What the hell is happening? And if I was there, I'd take a cab and I'd send my, my, uh, or Uber or whatever, and I would send my bill to the, uh, both the governor and the mayor. And right. for the governor to step up now, weeks, put to what, two, 20 days out of an election, she sounds, well, I won't say what she sounds like, but I mean, it has to be pretty uh, stupid to buy what she's selling, if you ask me. Because all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we care about crime. Spare me. Anyways, thanks for hearing me, Dominic, and God bless everybody. Thank you. Keep your medicine handy or whatever you need. Look out for yourselves, people, because nobody else is. Thank you, Jennifer, and have have a great great morning. Let's go to uh, Sherry in the Bronx. Good morning, Sherry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. I'm going to try to keep my composure. I'm getting pretty emotional. First and foremost, thank you for your really uh, darling personality. Um, I mean, yeah, the way you are, the way you spoke to what Audrey and Maxine, um, Mm. and one of them sustained a terrible loss. Um, I am beside myself with worry. I have my dearest loved ones that ride the subway, the New York City subway every day, Manhattan and Brooklyn. I am consumed with worry about this craziness. And um, regarding uh, Kathy Hochul and Lee Zeldin, I think it's possible that they both think that they intend that they would really do something about this. My gut, for whatever it's worth, is that even if they mean to do so, I don't trust they'd either really get it done. I do think one person would really get it done. I voted for him. It's Curtis, <laughs> Curtis Lee. And by the way, I'm a registered Democrat, and I voted for Curtis um, for mayor. Um, and I, I just, I, I, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, oh, regarding the uh, emotionally disturbed people, the mentally ill. Yes, better things need to be in place. But as far as I can see, in terms of immediacy, uh, to get them the hell someplace away from everyone else, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be cruel. But the first order of business is that uh, these people have, as others have said, served notice. They cannot be among the rest of us. Uh, and that's what I wanted to say. Thank well, you, Dominic. Thank, thank you. Thank you for the call, Sherry. And uh, you did a wonderful job uh, holding your composure. That's why uh, I was a bit shocked at the announcement uh, from the governor and Mayor Adams on Saturday. With much fanfare, we are announcing, they announced the overtime officers for overtime hours for police officers and, and how the MTA and their police are going to help. But you announce 25-bed psychiatric units at two facilities. And are you telling me that that's the best you've got with the problem? All you have to do, governor or mayor, is listen to this program for the last hour. And that will tell you that you're not doing enough. And this is why I am stating that at the uh, debate for governor tomorrow, it is, it is, I, I, I'm almost to the point of feeling, and this is going to sound a little weird, that it's almost Zeldin's race to lose at this point. 
it, it's just I, I, I don't I don't understand. Governor Hochul is running these ads, abortion, abortion, abortion. Not to say it's not important, but people are worried about going back and forth to work with homeless people spitting on them, listening to Max Maxine just a few minutes ago, and 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 the best you've got, Governor, are your commercials talking about abortion. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. It is time for a break. When we come back, we'll have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls from Long Beach to Brooklyn, the Bronx, Florida, and also Brooklyn again. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And again, if you are just joining us, it all came together very fast. And tomorrow night, Tuesday night, Republican gubernatorial nominee Lee Zeldin will actually debate Governor Kathy Hochul. It came together uh, just a short time ago with Zeldin. He was the holdout in this has agreed to do the debate. Zeldin was a holdout because his argument was, why are we only doing one debate on a cable channel with a small TV audience? He wanted many debates around the state. Hoku said no to that. And so they were at a uh, standoff. And so uh, with the race uh, tightening, one poll actually showed uh, Zeldin ahead, but still within the margin of error. Uh, they are going to debate Tuesday night on Spectrum News, which in New York is New York One News, at uh, 7 p.m. This is the sole debate in the heated contest, and the stakes could not be higher. Let's go back to the telephone calls. David in the Bronx. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning. You know, Listening to some of these phone calls is heart-wrenching. I, too, have been the victim of crime multiple times through multiple administrations, Republican and Democrat. And we're not really addressing the root causes of crime because it's not sexy and it's expensive. To intervene when people are going through things as children, abuse and neglect and poor schools costs money. And Republicans in particular don't like spending money on these things. And then when we're affected by the crime, all they want to do is talk about spending more money for prisons and police. And, and so, wait, 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 David. Yeah. Wait, 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 hold on now. So you want a broad brush brush approach when we're going under right now on the issue of crime. So I'm, just, I'm throwing this out to you. I want to see what you have to say. So why don't we clamp down hard, very hard, right now on crime, and then deal with all these other underlying issues? I have no problem with that. But, again, we're not going to get to the underlying issues because that's not what they ever want to talk about because some things are very easy to talk about spending money on. People understand more cops on the street. They understand more mental hospitals, okay? They don't understand the benefits of after-school programs and building affordable housing, which Republicans always want to cut or eliminate. And let me just tell you a quick story, please. Quickly, quickly. 25 25 years ago, I was riding the number one train uptown, 
African-American woman sitting across from me with an infant in one arm and a four-year-old sitting, standing next to her. She's yelling at this four-year-old, cursing him out and threatening him with violence. Okay, okay what, what does that have to do uh, with anything, David? I'm going to tell you. Okay, but it's got to right? be quick, my friend. There are all a lot right, of people right, holding. Really quick. All right, Dominic. All right, the reason that this is in my mind 25 years later is looking at that infant who was staring at me with pure hatred in his eyes, I wonder even today where those two children are. Okay, are but David, prison? but David, but David, dead? but David, my friend, I got to be honest with you. You're telling me that's my problem? That's society's problem? It come on, come on, David. Come on, it David. It is all of our problems, no, Dominic. David, 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 come on, David. You you want to do this kumbaya, let's all love each other, and, and there are those of us that want to keep what we have and be able to live. I mean, it's not it's not my fault. It's not society's fault that that woman had those kids and that and that it was going down the way that it was. I, I, David, I would love to engage in this debate with you right now. But but I do have to be honest with you. I have had it with these liberal lines of, oh, it's not their fault. It's nobody's fault. Just keep spending money, more money, more money. We're going to spend money on their education. They're never going to come up to level in school, but we're going to throw a ton of money at them. We're going to throw a ton of money at the family unit. Oh, the family unit's not together. It's not their fault. It's never anybody's fault. Come on. Enough. So if it's not their fault, how are some of us able to get out? How are some of us able to say, I don't want that life. I'm going to school. I'm going to get an education. I understand that nothing in life is easy. Let's go to Bob in Yonkers. Good morning, Bob. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. Good morning, Bob. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Dominic, I'm a retired New York City police officer. The situation is a lot worse than you, you can imagine. Uh, they had a big powwow at Gracie Mansion today, I understand. But nothing was mentioned yes, about man. liability for cops. And that's one reason why cops are not being aggressive, because they have to worry about being sued and losing their job. So where where is Herkel Jerko? She she wanted this meeting. Why didn't she bring that up? She Nothing was mentioned about that at all. And nothing was mentioned about the, the bail situation. Right. Well... Bob, you know, we, we, we can window dress issues and Hey, what am I going to say? That's exact. You know, I know we all know that's exactly what's going on. What's going on. Excuse me. I'm trying to get the right words that apply uh, to the situation because I'm looking at all the, all the calls and Bob, either, either the callers coming in right now, either they have a direct situation where they are a victim or they have helped someone. And it is very emotional uh, as the host right now dealing with all of this. Thank you uh, for the uh, telephone call. Eddie in Babylon. Good morning, Eddie. What's on your mind? Thanks. I've been a victim. I I help people. And I said to your call screener that Eric Adams, he's a suit. And he wants to fly to Washington, D.C. I think become president. If you were mayor... Um, and I know Donald Trump has given you a good hands up. He has. He he just fist pumped you. He goes, you should be national. And I think you are. If on my watch, one person, I say on my watch, which is 24-7, was pushed off the subway platform, 
I would da- I would be down there with police. I would put railings up like I think they do in London. I would make sure no woman, no man was harmed. And you know what? We, we have to look out for our brothers and sisters. Uh, I'm going to break up here, Dominic. Uh, we really do. Because what you do on your radio pro- program, you're there for the greater good. Or else you wouldn't be talking. You know, you, 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 in our life, we talk the talk. But, you know, you got to walk the walk, too. you got to be out there. Eric Adams is, I don't know, what Curtis Lee would, would say, he's, he's out doing cocaine and everything. He goes, I don't know. But I met Curtis in the Columbus Day Parade and uh, just bumped into him in my tuxedo and turned around, met his son, Anthony. And um, I just say, I, I want to say thank you for what you do, Dominic. Really. Well, well it's not thank easy you. being up late at night. Well, well, thank you. Thank you, Eddie. Uh, the reason why I do what I do, and I thank you for the call, is because uh, New York is my city. Now, I don't want to sound arrogant like the mayor and say, my restaurants in my city. That's not what I mean. What I mean is that this is my home. New York is the place that I call home. And I have never in my life seen things this bad. Now I'm going to get 15 emails. Oh, it was worse in the 80s, Dominic. How could you say that? That's what it sounds like, folks, when when you send me those emails, by the way. That's exactly what it sounds like at 3, 4 a.m. when I'm standing there looking at your emails and responding to them. It sounds just like, how could you say that, Dominic? That's not accurate. Yeah, it is accurate because, hey, Matt, Matt Blaze, what does it feel like to you? Dominic, it was worse, Dominic. In the 70s, you were, Dominic, don't you remember the 70s? Right, right. And the graffiti right, on the train, right, right, Dominic. Right, right. It's so bad. Right, right. Hey, Kenneth, you're, you're a young guy, right? So, Kenneth, um, so I know you don't have the perspective of looking back, but how would, and I, you don't live in the city, but how would you say things are? I'd say it's pretty pretty terrible, Dominic, to be honest with you. I mean, the subway, I'm afraid to ride the subway. I take Metro North, mm-hmm. and even with that, I worry that eventually that could get worse. I don't know. With, right. like, the, the Fordham, you know, the Bronx stops and, and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. We're joined now by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to Hello, you, sir. Hello, Dominic. How was your weekend? So my weekend was well, but I'm Good. still, I'm Good still, I'm still, I'm still stuck on Dominic. How could you say that crime was worse in the eighties <laughs> and the seventies? What are you talking about? That's, that's what the emails sound yeah, like. Yeah. Nobody that uh, was alive at that time would disagree with you if they ever spent any time in New York. I mean, it's, and, it's night and day. And how was your weekend? Good, 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 good. My wife was uh, out of town, um, so I got to spend some quality time with Carmine, but it was a lot of fun. Wonderful. Wait, wait, you and your son? Yeah, exactly. And you, you're still standing? Still standing, still standing. <laughs> but because I spent most of my time, um, you know, uh, looking after Carmine and doing Carmine-related activities, I didn't have an opportunity to reach out to any guests. So for the next four hours, we are guest-free on uh, the other side of midnight, which I actually prefer to do sometimes. And uh, we'll have plenty of opportunity to talk about a wide variety of issues with the callers. So people can be prepared to bring their A-game because they, as callers, will be the star of the show for the next four hours. We have only about 45 seconds left here. Uh, who has the most to lose in the debate it's coming up? It's such a good question. I am uh, scratching my head. I could see it's a very risky proposition for both of them. 
I would think it's um, – it all depends on how they perform, obviously, as you know. I would think Zeldin because everything Zeldin is doing seems to be working right now. So if he makes a major gaffe or if some of his more conservative policy positions get out there, that's not going to help him. Uh, and clearly he doesn't need to, be, to, to, to debate because he's on the upswing. Well, it will be interesting. Folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano's coming up to all of you where I couldn't take your calls. I apologize. Frank is here. Or you can reach out to me again tomorrow right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC.